Hey everybody, it's Kylie Gable. Welcome to the Feminization Boudoir Podcast from Candy Apple Press. I think I'm coming down with something. And it's weird as everybody is so germ-phobic and germ-conscious right now with COVID and everything going around. I don't feel like I have that. I feel like I've just got that old-fashioned, you know... I don't want to call it a flu because I don't have a head cold or, or anything like that. But I just got like that. I just want to sleep. So... Anyway, I'm persevering. I hope you're having a great new year. And I have a wonderful new audio from Shayla Aspasia. And I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time talking about it other than to say this one was written specifically for her. After I heard the wonder how wonderful her Texas accent sounded on um, The Good, The Bad, and The Sissy, I was like, I really want to write a story where she can just cut loose and be all Texan. And it's a Western a little bit, but it's a modern day one. It's about a woman who's a horsewoman, which I know I've, I've had at least one friend who had kind of a fetish for that. And so, um, and the guy who uh, makes the mistake of, of digging through her clothes one day when she's out for a ride. So I hope you enjoy it. It's called Breaking Him In. It's by Sheila Aspasia, who um, just did a great job on it. And um, I'm just going to take a little nap now. Now, <laughs> I'll be right back after this audio. So, enjoy. Breaking Him In, written by Kylie Gable and Claudia Acosta. Narrated by Shayla Aspasia. I like to go out riding in the late afternoon. Everything looks breathtaking in the orange and pink hues of the setting sun. And it's so peaceful. I can be alone with my thoughts and leave the stress of the working world behind. I always dress to ride. I mean, if you're going to do something, you might as well do it right. This particular Thursday, I had on my pecan-colored riding boots, light tan low-rise breeches, and a tight white riding sweater. My hair was in a ponytail, as it always was for riding. I never think about how sexy riding clothes are. But when I see the way the guys look at me when I'm wearing them, and if the guy is a little bit submissive, it's an even bigger turn-on for them. I've been successful enough. I was recently able to build a new barn for my horse, Cinnamon. I intend to eventually breed her and perhaps buy a few more horses as well. So I went all out and built a substantial sized barn. Half of it is currently used for storage, and I've got a lot of my extra clothes and such out there. The old barn is still standing, but it's a good half mile from the house, so it's not used that much. I had just finished a nice ride around the property with cinnamon and was heading back and noticed a light on in the barn. I found that rather suspicious as when I left the sun was still out and I don't think I ever turned a light on. Getting closer, I could see movement coming from the inside and I began to get a little worried. I slowed Cinnamon to a saunter and quietly approached. I could scarcely believe what I saw. Jeff, was a ranch hand, who we had to let go a month before. I liked him, and I knew he knew what he was doing, but somehow he just wasn't getting his work done. 
I think I now understand why. He was watching his reflection in an old mirror, wearing an old red party dress that I hadn't worn in years. It had a short flared skirt and a jeweled strap over the left shoulder. He had found the matching pumps, and it appeared that he was wearing stockings and makeup. I had neither of those things in the barn. No sooner had I seen him than he reached an orgasm and completely soaked the front of my dress. He was still in the afterglow when I spoke. You know, that will have to be dry cleaned, Jeff. I must have been so intimidating. Looking down at him from horseback in my strict riding clothes, knowing he had been spotted and recognized, Jeff did the most inexplicably dumb thing I could have imagined. He bolted past me and took off running. Even with a rider on his back, a stallion like my cinnamon can reach a speed in excess of 35 miles per hour over open grass. A former ranch hand in a pair of red Valentino pumps cannot. As I turned cinnamon around, I grabbed a coil of rope from inside the barn and took after the frightened sissy. It wasn't much of a challenge. He had already fallen once when I turned cinnamon around to pursue him. I may have had rope, but I'm no cowgirl, and I wouldn't know the first thing about using a lasso. I do know riding, though, and I know riding crops very well. As Jeff took off stumbling across the grass, I passed right by him on my stallion. I swung the riding crop and scored a direct hit on the back of his neck. With the added velocity of cinnamon behind the blow, he went down like a red snowball rolling down the hill. I climbed off cinnamon, with my heart pumping and adrenaline running through me. It's not easy getting up off the soft grass in an evening gown and heels, and before he had gotten himself righted, I was smacking him again with the riding crop. I got the back of his thighs, and I got his shoulders. He stumbled backwards, tripping on the dress and heels, and put his hands up to protect himself. Do you give up? I asked, menacing him with the crop. Yes, please stop, he begged. Then don't move, I said. Grabbing the rope from Cinnamon, I roughly bound his wrists together in front of him with one end of the rope. I'm pretty sure he thought he was about to be arrested, but I had other ideas. I got back on my horse and tied the other end of the rope to the saddle. I could have gone back to the new barn, but the old one had been cleaned out, and I was going to have some fun now. I was looking forward to making him walk in those heels, being pulled behind Cinnamon like an outlaw in an old western, but dressed like the saloon girl. It was only a few hundred yards to the barn, but I loved looking back at Jeff, scrambling to keep up. He had even done a bit of makeup. He had no idea what he was doing, but he could probably have made a decent-looking woman with a bit of expertise. The barn had long been cleaned out. It was spotless now, but the stalls were still there. I dumped Jeff down on the ground. I dropped on my chest with his knees, and I tied his hands over his head to the stall. He was now helpless, and I was ready for another type of riding.
I crawled over his torso with my knees. Not worried about crushing him, I crawled on his chest and stomach with my knees and then pulled down my riding pants and sat on his face. My pussy covered his nose and his mouth completely. I sat down with my full weight, enjoying having my former lazy employee under my full control. After an hour on horseback, I'm sure my pussy was quite fragrant. It was certainly a bit sweaty. Jeff seemed to enjoy that scent because he was so hard. Even though he had just come, he was pitching a tent in his dress. I loved it. After 30 seconds, I got up and sat on his chest hard, causing him to gasp suddenly. His face was still stuck between my thighs. You're so red, you poor thing. I was worried I might kill you with my pussy. I said as he gasped for air. I'm afraid I'm really going to need to punish you, though. I slapped him twice before I sat on his face hard again. If you ever want to breathe again, you had better kiss and lick my pussy right now. After a moment of struggle, he started to kiss, inhale, and lick my pussy with unexpected passion and vigor. I could see his cock was rock hard, and I was sopping wet myself. It was so tempting to just fuck this man on the floor of the barn, but that would wait for some other time. Right now, I wanted to ride his face. Kept this up for a minute before he started to panic a bit and struggle. Stop moving. You will breathe when I tell you to breathe, I demanded. Being stuck under me, he really did not have a choice. My entire weight was crushing him, and he had to play along. If he didn't want to pass out, that is. Ten or more seconds, I kept him imprisoned under my pussy, before lifting myself a bit and sitting down on his chest. This time, he gasped so hard that I couldn't help but laugh at him. "'Who knows you're here?' I asked. "'Nobody,' he said. "'I didn't think I'd be gone long. "'Excellent. "'I'll let you catch up on your breathing for a little bit. "'Don't waste it.' "'After a few moments, I switched my facing "'so that I was looking at his feet.' I could hear that his breathing had returned to normal, so I looked back over my shoulder and I warned him. This time you will face my ass, which if I remember correctly, you were always staring at when you worked for me. I hope you don't mind. I sat down with my full weight completely covering his face. He squirmed a bit at first, but soon settled down. I looked down on him, smiling, and he began licking. It didn't take long until I moaned in ecstasy. He may have been a lousy ranch hand, but he had a very talented tongue. It had been a long time since I had a ride like that. When I got up, Jeff was drenched in my juices. I couldn't help giggling even as he caught his breath. Fetching the rope that I had used to lead him here, I tied him to the stall. As a horsewoman, I knew enough about knots that I knew he wouldn't be getting himself loose that night. I'll come back in a few hours to wash your face and fix your makeup. I'll bring you something to eat. Then tomorrow, your training will start in earnest. I think I liked riding you even better than cinnamon. I think you'll be useful to keep around a while.
Inside, under the covers, I made all sorts of plans for my new pet. The dogs could use the exercise, and frankly, I could too. He was already partially broken in, and I liked that. It meant I wouldn't have to waste a lot of time arguing with him about how he'd be dressed or why I was punishing him, whether he deserved it or not. I have always been dominant. I think that's what attracted me to riding in the first place. There was something about a 15-year-old girl in total control of a 1,500-pound stallion that made me feel at my most dominant. I learned to love that feeling like nothing else. I had also acquired a good number of girlfriends who loved dominating men almost as much as I did. Jeff was not yet ready for that kind of sport, but that gave me a goal to work towards. I waited until early the next morning to wake up Jeff. I was surprised to see that he had actually slept quite well tied up in the stables. Get your ass up, I demanded. You've got a busy day ahead, princess. I wasn't gentle. I pulled him up by the ear and dragged him to his feet. Please, please let me go, he whimpered. Not on your life, I sneered. I told you that you had a busy day ahead of you. What do you want from me, he asked. You were a pretty crappy ranch hand, but I'm willing to bet that you've got a fabulous lady's maid in you. I ain't a lady, he replied fiercely. Not yet. But just wait until I'm done with you. I slapped him hard across the face, my leather glove connecting with the soft flesh of his cheek and spinning his whole body around. What was that for, he asked, rubbing his jaw. General principle, I said. Now come along before I get cross. I retied Jeff's wrist securely in front of him again. You don't grow up around horses and not learn a thing or two about rope. I also knew that he was a natural submissive who loved what I was doing to him. And if he didn't, he would as soon as I broke him. I took him to the side of the house and turned the high-pressure hose on him. It wasn't anything like a fire hose. Those things can rip off skin. But it was more powerful than your usual garden hose. He certainly felt it as I directed the spray of water at him. We're not done yet, I said as I turned off the nozzle. I just wanted you clean enough to come inside. I guess that's as close as you're going to get. I took him to the guest bathroom and sat him in the cloth foot bathtub while I began running him a lavender bubble bath. I don't go in for a lot of flowery bath stuff, but the smell of the lavender seemed to fit my reluctant house guest. Of course, he fussed and complained as he sat in the scented bubbles. It was kind of funny because I knew a lot of guys that liked bubble baths. They even sold lavender-scented bubble baths for men. He was conditioned to be a good old boy, and I'm sure he was conflicted about being turned into a filly when he thought he was a stud. Relax, cowboy, I warned. If you try and run out on me, I'm going to hogtie you, and we'll do this the hard way. Is that what you want? I don't want any of this, he swore. Then why are you sporting an erection? I asked as I pushed his chest back down with my hand. This is going to happen. The only question is if you're going to enjoy it or not. He eyed me nervously as I reached across for my shaving cream 
and a woman's razor. Now give me your leg. Of course, he complained and cursed me out, but he still gave me his leg. A pecking order had already been established. He would complain and argue, but as long as he was able to tell himself he was resisting, he didn't try and stop me. Not that he could have. When I was done with his legs, I worked my way up his body until he was smooth as a silk slip and smelled twice as good. Next, I went to work on his hair. Like a lot of ranch hand, he had long hair, but he didn't take care of it. There was a lot of body and a fair amount of shine, but it was full of split ends. I made sure by the time he got out of that tub, his hair was looking much healthier. Though, when I took out my scissors, he freaked. I'm not going to cut you, I said. I don't want you giving me girl hair, he said. I'm just mostly going to make it look better. Besides, any cutting I do is going to grow out. Are you really going to fight me on this? No, I guess not, he mumbled. Good. Then sit up straight so I don't accidentally cut you. When he was done, he had a haircut similar to what I had in high school, when my older sister was cutting my hair. It wasn't fancy, but it was definitely feminine, and all those nasty split ends were gone. Eventually, I had hopes of putting up his flowing locks and some big Texas hair. One nice thing about living on such an acreage is that I have privacy. I loaned Jeff a pair of my boots to protect his feet, but otherwise, I had him walk naked with me to the old barn with his hands tied behind his back. I loved the way he blushed. I thought you wanted me out of your clothes. Why are you taking me here? he demanded. I thought the shaving would have been a clue. I have a few outfits I think would look adorable on you, I teased. So what am I supposed to do? Play dress up? Oh, you're going to play dress up. Think of this as your montage moment. You try on a bunch of girly outfits and I give you a thumbs up or a thumbs down until you find just the perfect pretty outfit. It's like pretty woman. I'm not a woman. Get going, I ordered. You were doing this before I even came along. It was fun watching him. I was totally in command. And he could protest that he wasn't doing this of his own free will. But he was still the one picking out his outfits. Not me. He immediately picked out one of my old square dance dresses. It was a bright red with a beautiful lace trim and a tiered ruffle skirt. It was actually kind of fetching on him. And I could see him wearing it at a square dance but the outfit really wasn't appropriate for anywhere else. Nice choice, but you need underwear too. Grab a pair of panties and a bra, I instructed. That was a good spot to end it at. Now it's a 39-minute video, and I think I just played about 15 minutes. Uh, I promise it gets really hot and steamy. There's some actual sex in this particular audio. So if that's your cup of tea, if, you, if you're liking it so far... Please consider picking it up on Clips for Sale or uh, Night Flirt, or you can pick it up from me, or you can pick it up from Shayla. Um, there is a bottom line that I'm watching, but I'm really trying hard not to make this into, you know, public broadcasting at pledge time, where, you know, we're interrupting programming every 20 minutes to say, please send us money. And what I just wanted to mention this week, though, was how many wonderful, wonderful 
uh, comments, support, um, just different things people have done to support the podcast this week. Customs ordered, um, people who have become subscribers to my Patreon, even just people saying how much they really enjoyed the podcast and how much it was really, it made their week. And, and that's the sort of stuff that really keeps me going. And honestly, it, it helps keep the, uh, the narrators going too. So I just want you to know as we go into, uh, 2021, yeah, sometimes I beg for money more than I probably should or than I like to, but man, um, you continually come through in big ways and it's appreciated. And I really appreciate you. Even those of you, you know, who are just listening every week. I mean, it makes a big difference. And I, I, I can't thank you enough for the kind words and everything else. Um, so I have a whole bunch of women who I've worked with before and, and a couple new ones as well, really wanting scripts. So I'm hoping to send them out tonight if I don't get them out tonight, because I'm, like I said, I'm dragging. I'll get them out tomorrow, and uh, hopefully we'll be getting a whole lot of new audios in. Of course, we've got our reliable Shayla. We've got, you know, Jen, who's going to get a new one soon. You know, people you've heard already, but also some new people, and, you know, we'll see how that goes. So thank you for listening, and again, I'll be back next week. Hope uh, 2021's going great for you. Take care.